Good morning and happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, but we're not dumb enough to actually record on Thanksgiving. This is pre-recorded, right? No, we're dumb enough to record on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right, we are. <laughs> it is actually Thanksgiving morning. It is, And actually. we are dumb enough. Yeah, we are dumb enough, but I'm not having dinner uh, with family until about 1 o'clock. Okay. Uh, and as a matter of fact, prior to that, Neil, I will be... Um, I don't know. Probably writing a couple of stories and just watching some football, I think. Okay. Well, uh, I have, due to a series of unfortunate events, nothing going on in uh, uh, Beaverdam, Hartford uh, today. But I will have Thanksgiving tomorrow afternoon. It was going to be Friday night. However, things happened. A, a series of unfortunate events also yeah. impacted that <laughs> and uh, pushed my totally Friday true. evening Thanksgiving meal to a Friday afternoon Thanksgiving meal and we had said, hey, the last show we did, next week starts college basketball. The Racers play Brescia Wednesday night. You'll see some, you know, throughout the season, you'll see some alterations. There will be things happening during the season to some teams. We don't know which teams. Right. And now we know which teams, don't we? Yeah. There's Edward Marlowe and Neil Bradley here with uh, For Those Who Inquired podcast, and Neil is exactly correct. Uh, we were supposed to be breaking down a Murray State men's basketball Brescia game. We will get to break down a little bit of a Murray State women's basketball game against uh, number 11, University of Kentucky, but um, we don't have any men's basketball stuff to report on because Russia and Murray State didn't play. They did not. Really frustrating. Yeah, yeah I know. But there was there were, there were was uh, seven OVC teams that did play. I think we got a couple of wins last night in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of top 25 games. So at least there was basketball on TV. And because of basketball, unlike college football, you're going to have it, except maybe for Christmas Day, tons of games every night. I realize, well, some's going to be canceled, but there's 350-plus teams out there, so somebody's going to be playing. At least there'll be something on TV to kind of help us get through the, the bad times here we're going through. Well, I think, a, what was did Jeff Goodman tweet yesterday on Wednesday afternoon, 186 Division One men's basketball programs played yesterday? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's over half. There's, there's That's over half. There were games all across the country. Uh, some terrific games. I'm going to give a couple nods there to Western Kentucky UNI, which we knew UNI was going to be a great team anyways this year with, you know, with A.J. Green and whatnot. But, you know, Western Kentucky played really, really well in the, what is it, the Bad Mowers? Bad Boys Mowers. The Bad Boys Mowers. All I know about, and it's really terrible Classic. that I know this, is the commercials. Yeah. Is uh, a, a rather attractive young lady talking about the lawnmowers. Right. And I couldn't tell you anything else about the lawnmowers. Yeah, that's fine. But I do remember the commercial. <laughs> right, okay. of course. Sticks in your mind. It you does know? It does do that. that. Whether that's the right way to sell products, I don't know. But I do remember Bad Boys Mowers from that commercial. You're good to go. Um, yeah, so the crazy thing is, is with this series of unfortunate events, we haven't been very clear here. Brescia, well, they weren't very clear, but I, I believe there was a, a COVID concern. Some COVID protocol. At least that. Um, I have been told that it could be more than that. I think there was an academic issue at some point, and they lost six games. And one of those six games happened to be an, a home opener for Murray State men's basketball on Wednesday night that, that we didn't get to see. That compounds into the fact that the Racers really want to take the court. You know, the, They wanted to be one of those OVC teams that played last night. And now all of a sudden you've got a very rare opportunity – in a back-to-back home opener and home opener 2.0 
with Kentucky Wesleyan. Yeah. A team that the Racers have not played since, what, 58? 1958. Played them in Owensboro and lost. So it's like, why aren't playing you again? Yeah. <laughs> and they meant it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't just a kidding around, like, oh, we're not playing again. Like, no, we're actually just not going to schedule you ever again. But now, not only will we play you one night, we're going to play you the next night, too. And, and I thought, honestly, when I saw that, that's never happened, I bet, in Murray State history. And then Winder goes through, and it's actually happened two times before. It's happened two times so, prior. Oh, well. Yeah. It is uh, twice prior the racers have started back-to-back home games against the same opponent uh, in racer history. Will, the, Will Mayfield. Which was the first time, yeah. the first year the program existed. Right. 1926? Yeah. Is that right? So almost 100 years ago? And then the other time was? SEMO. That's right. It was SEMO. SEMO before they were Division One. Right. Whatever happened to Will Mayfield? I don't know. It's a good question. I, 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 don't, I don't know if they became another college, if they disbanded. I mean, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. No, I'll have to – that'll give me some homework. I'll have to look that up. There you go. Um, we don't know a ton about Kentucky Wesleyan, and we'll break down the women's game here in just a moment, but we don't know a ton about Kentucky Wesleyan other than the fact that um, the Panthers do have a plethora, a wealth, a cadre of former Division One talent. Uh, on their roster at the moment. Uh, they do have a win on the season already against Campbellsville Harrodsburg. They played earlier this week and won 81 to 64. And uh, Neil, you've got some numbers, but on that night specifically, Trey Cobbs, Zach Hopewell, the former racer, uh, Wyatt Bataille. Battle. Is it Battle? That's the way his name is pronounced. Wyatt Battle. Yep. And Sasha Sukhanov. All scored in double digits. And Neil, you've got a few numbers yeah, there. Yeah, double of you. Fi- battle was big. I mean, he had uh, 15 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, you get a 13 and 10 from Sasha Sukhanov, former Moorhead State kid. Yeah. Jack Hopewell, uh, former Murray State player, had 18 points. And then uh, Trey Cobbs comes off the bench. He's the Northern Kentucky transfer with 16 points. They only had 10 players play. Now, like anytime you play these teams, they got like 18, 19 guys on their roster. So. How many were available? I don't know, but they only played 10. Uh, got the win. They shot 47% from the field, 34% from three range. The impressive part, and I don't know if it was their defense or the other team couldn't shoot a lick, they held uh, Campbellsville Harrodsburg to 20% shooting, but a really impressive 83% from the charity stripe, and that's that's good any night, but for a season opener, that's a good stat. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, uh, you know, Coach mentioned earlier this week, uh, Coach McMahon mentioned that, this is a Kentucky Wesleyan team that you, I mean, you got to prepare for. I'm uh, not that you wouldn't, but this isn't just, um, I mean, yeah, maybe in the scheme of things, yeah, obviously the racers are going to be heavily favored by 15 to 20 points, but clearly, you know, there's some division one talent here. Yeah. These are all guys that have gone on to the next level, uh, and taken a step down maybe for opportunity or for time or, or whatever reason within their respective programs. But to have a former Murray state guy in Hopewell, who was a big part of that 17, 18 team, uh, you know, as far as, you know, scout team was concerned. And he got, he had a few minutes uh, during the regular season. Uh, Trey Cobbs, NKU, uh, Sukhanoff from Moorhead. These are guys that have played to the next level, you know. So they're not necessarily going to step onto the court and look at the Razors and be like, oh, no, what are we supposed to do? Like, yeah. they're going to play basketball, you know. And so that that's going to give the Racers at least a little bit of a and – and frankly, and I'm just trying to spin this in a positive way, I, I kind of like the idea of playing back-to-back. Both teams need as many – reps as possible the racers have been itching to play uh, it's been an odd off season it's been a tough summer 
let's get out here and play. So, I mean, to when you lose Brescia, you might as well play Kentucky Wesleyan back-to-back. So, yeah, I don't have any problem with that. It's just, well, it's never been done uh, in, in recent memory. Uh, it was, right. I was three the last time it happened. Yeah. Well, I don't care that it has it. Let's do it. Do it in baseball all the time. Right. So I don't I don't have any issue with doing it in basketball. It normally isn't done, but I think it's okay. As long as both teams are okay with it. And, and like you said, both teams need games. Yeah. There's no travel for either team oh, yeah. after game one. You don't other go than the Wesleyan, I guess, will go to a hotel, then come back to the ball game. So that's that's basically all they're doing. Uh the, the the other game I wanna wanted to, to play with you, uh, guess the starting lineup. I, I have asked Matt with a text that is unanswered. <laughs> I promise if you'll tell me the starting five, I won't disclose it. And, and I wouldn't had he told me, but I still don't have it. So my conjecture, I got Damon Robinson, Daquan Smith, Chico Carter Jr., Tevin Brown, K.J. Williams. That's my projected lineup. How close am I? That was my projected lineup. That's yours, too? Well, okay. you and I talked last week about this, and I mentioned those five guys. That's right. That's right. And I won't – I don't have any super clear indications, but I've been told by sources that I trust that I'm close. Devin so, Gilmore could, because Matt really praised him in the Heat Coach Show Monday night. Yeah. A lot of praise for Gilmore. Said he he's probably not just going to be that high-energy bench guy, which told me he's like, well, then since he's high-energy all the time, right. what does that mean? That's what I keep telling myself. So like, could, Where does he fit in that maybe, slot, though? Maybe he'll be a starter. I, that that I don't know. Look, he also get, heaped a lot of praise on Breon Whitley. Finally healthy, and he says that dude, he's a ton of experience. He really likes what Breon Whitley is bringing now that he's healthy. Well, and here's the thing, too. He really, really likes experience. And I'm not I'm not saying, you know, what coach doesn't. But McMahon, I don't want to speak for him, but let's just do it. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. McMahon loves veterans who have paid their dues. Who have done who've done their time. They've they've they they know the system. He can trust them in critical situations. And they, they've they've known. They've they've done the roles. They've they've been through the battles. They've had the lumps and they've had the success. You know, here's a guy in Breon Whitley that, by the way, two years ago was getting minutes against Auburn. Yeah. So I mean that to to have lost him last season was more critical than people thought. Yeah, you're you right. You know, now was he gonna start? I don't know. I that's probably debatable. You know, with the amount of athleticism the racers had, and he's just another three-point shooter. Breon Whitley reminds me of a Justin Seymour. And he also figured out, um, I want to get minutes, going to have to play defense. Yeah. How do I get better at Once that was figured out, his minutes started coming. He would have had a ton last year because he had all that figured out, but the injury set him back. Yeah. And and Whitley, I I tell you right now, you know who had that role last year instead of Whitley? Javion Eves. Yeah. That was that same... I mean, you look at that plug-and-play right there. Whitley's probably a little bit bigger, a little taller maybe, just a shade. But look at how good Javion Eves was in that role last year. Even if Whitley had been healthy, oh, it would have been tough to crack that those minutes because yeah. Javion earned him as a senior and yeah. lost 25 pounds. I mean, he was a completely different player last year. Right. I don't know who was the mo- – I would say he was probably the most changed player. You know, I mean, you knew what you were going to get out of Anthony, and he just delivered it. Yeah. You know what you were going to get out of KJ. He took that step, and he delivered. You, you knew what you were going to get out of Tevin Brown. Yeah. He took that next step. Javion Eves completely changed his physique entirely. Went from just a spot up three point shooter, albeit a good one during you know during during the 
that that campaign in 2018, 2019. But last year was a completely different player from an offensive standpoint. We talk about all these things because we don't know what the starting lineup's going to be, Neil. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, just to alert folks, Friday night I've got playoff football for high school. Uh-huh. So I am just as excited to look at the box score as 3,000 fans across western Kentucky. I know. Because I I'm going to be covering Paducah-Tillman against Union County in – um, in Union County, in Morgan Field, and I'll be refreshing my phone, seeing how the game's going. So, yeah, five the five starters. If those five do start, then off the bench, two players available who saw minutes last year. One of those walk on Rod Thomas. The other one, Devin Gilmore. Willie didn't play. Matt Smith also injured, didn't play. Then you have the rest of the newcomers: Deontay Bostic, Justice Hill, Jaquez Kirby, Nicholas McMillan, Jackson Civils, who have yet to sniff the court officially right. as a racer. Yeah, I'm really excited about the depth of the team, man. Me too. I mean, just from a just from an entertainment value, you know, where is the where are these combinations going to come from? I don't know. I that's the that's my, that's the best part. I've had so many people text me, Ed, what's the starting lineup? What's the starting lineup? Man, the voice of the racers and Hall of Famer I don't himself, know. Neil Bradley, <laughs> doesn't get a know. reply from the coach. No, who no, he normally replies pretty quick on anything. I know. He's like, and and honestly, maybe he didn't know, and he may not. But I didn't get the text that right now. I don't know. Right. You usually get the coach speak. Well, you know, it's like, like uh, you know, you especially know, with Matt. Let's you've. I'm going to bring up one more thing about the starting lineup, and we'll move on to the women's okay. here. But, but no, it's a lot to talk about. It's a lot to undress, and I think it'll be a revolving situation. And Matt has already made it clear. Earlier this week, he even said, hey, listen, what does it matter what the starting lineup is? Our lineup has always been different by the end of the year. He said that on Monday. Yeah, but a lot of times it's because of injuries. It is, but you <laughs> take a look at last year. He's not wrong. Damon Robinson made his move and became a factor. Chico Carter made his move, became a factor before he got injured again. But he, <coughs> right. he he cracked two starts. You know, he's right about Devin Gilmore. Two years ago, he was in the transfer seat. You yeah. had mentioned that time <laughs> and again. Right. That's one of the greatest stories. <laughs> he was in the transfer seat on the bus. The I'm not getting any time. I don't have any friends. It's diagonal from me. When you're in that seat, you're probably heading out. Unless you're a freshman. Right. That's a different deal. But if there's a non freshman in that seat, you're probably gone. Yeah. That's that's over 20 years of riding the bus. And you want to know what? And you want to know what? Devin Gilmore heard what you said. I don't know if he did or not. He heard you, Neil. But, I mean, I... Ben, I'll show you. I've, I, I'm I, not transferring. I've, uh, I haven't really joked about it, but I have said it before. I mean, he... There for a while... He wasn't getting any like time. It looked like if someone had bluntly said, gun to the head, most likely to transfer will be, and like, Devin Gilmore. Not getting any playing time. Has a lot of talent, but... And then he, uh, Matt, he mentioned him on Monday night. He said the reason he got more playing time, he went to them, what do I need to do? They said, here's what you need to do. He dialed it up in practice like you couldn't believe and suddenly got more playing time. And when you produce in practice and then they give you playing time and you produce in the game, guess what? You get more playing time. Yeah. That's the way that's always worked. Yeah, it's called earning your keep. Yeah. He averaged more than four points and more than four rebounds in about 17 minutes last year, 16 minutes. I mean, you look at, is he going to get Anthony Smith minutes this year? If he does, he's going to produce like Anthony Smith because he's going to average nine and seven. He's so fun to watch play because he, he plays with that. You know, you can tell, I'm happy to be out here. Yeah. I, I don't want to be anywhere else on the planet right now than right here. This and moment. I love that. These 22 minutes, I'm here for you. Yeah. And I, I, I love players who play like that. Yeah. And this is where I want to be right it here. It makes me wonder, though. 
where would he fit in that starting well, line? I don't know. I don't know. But they don't pay me to know those things. They don't. They don't. I have... I've been doing this. This is my 30th season for Razor basketball. I have zero wins, Ed. I've never done anything to win a game, ever. I'd like to think a couple of my stories. You know, actually, I have one win. I have one win with you, the program. You do? Uh-oh. Oh, well, I got one. I can't take too much credit for it because the Racers actually lost the game, but I won a KPA award for my gamer of the Murray State Austin P or not Austin P. excuse me. See, I don't even know which game it was. The Murray State Auburn game. On the first of the series, oh. when Jonathan Stark, okay, I won third place. I finished behind Jen Smith. That's second loser, Ed. Yeah, in case you want to know, <laughs> you can call out a win if you want. It was a top. It was a top three finish. Okay, uh, in uh, best sports story, it was a gamer. It was a gamer actually uh, between Bruce Pearl. Uh, and his Auburn team. You, I very vividly remember that game. Oh, it was so good. Um, the 2017-18 season, Terrell and. Jonathan Stark's senior year, Morant's freshman year. Oh, my gosh. That game in the CFSP Center. One of the loudest games I've ever been to. Yeah, it was terrific. But we say all this about the men's basketball program, and let's talk quickly about the women's basketball program because they've actually played a game, Neil. Yeah, they did. Uh, against Kentucky, uh, announcement before the game, a couple of Kentucky players weren't going to play, but Murray State wasn't at full strength either. You can talk about this. But uh, I actually board up the game here, had some things I needed to do, so rather than – call someone else in I, I was able to do that work on a few things here at the studio and uh, was really pleasantly surprised at a lot that I heard but uh, this uh, Caitlin Young that uh, Rochelle's been talking about she's a real deal she's a real deal okay. spoiler well let's see hey guess what she is the real deal yeah so I can certainly see why she was so focused on making her a part of the program because she had zero intimidation going against Kentucky first game you could I would have thought if she can just get out on the court and get back to her seat and get three or four points and maybe a rebound that bounces her way, that's a good game, really, Yeah, just to get the butterflies out. 14 and 14, my gosh. Yeah. She had mid midway through the third quarter, she had 10 points and seven rebounds. She picked up seven rebounds in the final, like, nine minutes of the game. Yeah. she first Her first game, by the way, for, she's a freshman, her very first Division One basketball game against number 11 Kentucky. 14 and 14. Shot 60% from the field. Did yeah. have three turnovers. As a matter of fact, turnovers were an issue for the Racers the yeah. entire game. Uh, but that is Kentucky's pressure. They were without Ryan Howard uh, and Tatiana as well. They were without both players because undisclosed reasons. <laughs> undisclosed uh, principle, uh, so to speak. There was a, hey. there were, there was a, a violation of team rules. That's a gutsy move by an interim coach in her first game instead of like, I don't want to do that. She's but, like, nope, here's the rules, and here's the way we're going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, having I been like an assistant it. for Kentucky, I mean, for so yeah, long. Yeah, it's not like she's a brand new one. Yeah, she was allowed to bring the hammer down, but she could have just as easily been like, ah, we need you out there. Get out there. You're our team leader. But that sends a clear message. Uh, yeah. If you want to know, well, uh, I wonder if she'll suspend she'll, if she'll suspend Ryan Howard. Yeah. And I don't know what she did. It may have been huge. may have been nothing. may have been just But a, if she'll suspend her, if you're, if you're down the pecking order, you're going like, well, if I mess up, there's no question. My butt's on the bench. Yeah, it's a violation of team rules. If that was, you know, you're not allowed to chew gum in the locker room, that's the team rule, you know. Yeah. Got to gotta, gotta abide by the rules. We say these things. Uh, I thought outside of Murray State's scoring was extremely balanced. I thought had an early, early lead, 
before this, uh, you know, this 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 player. You know, Patterson. You know, yeah, yeah, Chastity Patterson. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. She was the 2020 SEC Sixth Man of the Year, Sixth Sixth Player of the Year. Uh, she originally was at the University of Texas. So the SEC is pretty good, from what I hear, right? Yeah, the SEC. So if you're the sixth person, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, she uh, she put up 30 points on uh, eight of 13 shooting yesterday, okay. and uh, 12 of 13 from the line, two of four from the stripe, seven steals. Actually, I think they credit her with an eighth steal, but she had seven in the up to, up until the final seconds of the game. Yeah, she's pretty good. Little five five guard, ran around and just did whatever she wanted. Yeah. Pretty much yesterday. Thought between that and the racers did go seven for seventeen from the free throw line. Rochelle was not pleased about that after the game. See, those things are usually pretty fixable. Yeah. I mean they're not gonna be that bad. No. We know that. No, they're not gonna shoot seven for seventeen. So, I don't think Rochelle's worried about that. Knows it'll get better. Well, the other thing too, and and she's probably right. I mean, she she, she clearly is right. She's a head coach, but it, are the racers going to face that athleticism and that depth again this year? I don't know. I I really don't think so. I mean, my goodness. I mean, their athleticism and their speed to the gaps. I mean, there were so many plays that the racers thought they were about to have, yeah. either near the basket or a jump shot. Swipe, swipe, swipe. And we've talked about the difference in that level of athlete at the women's basketball level versus the men's because of the number of scholarships. Uh, you have 15 scholarships on the women's side, so that is a bunch of players on the, the roster that if you had 13, those would be scattered about the the lower-level programs. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, Murray State would be getting uh, one or two of those more. Uh, but uh, it's you know that's why you just don't see upsets in the NCAA tournament in the early rounds on the women's side, men's all the time. Yeah, women, heck, you know, a bunch of them are playing at home in the opening round. You're right. May not happen this year. That might make for an interesting tournament. Ed, yeah, suddenly you're not playing at home. Yeah, it might be a little bit different. Well, here's the crazy thing about that game last night too, and I, and I was watching. Uh, we talked to Rochelle after the game. She was on the court and she had a few comments for us. Uh, she and Caitlin Young both, but. You know, this this is a Kentucky team that was able to play one of its prized recruits in Treasure Hunt off the bench. Like she, Treasure Hunt is one of the one of the top recruits statistically in Kentucky history, and they played her. But by the way, I, before the jokes are out, out there, that is her name. The name's awesome. It is awesome, Treasure Hunt. I love it. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, well, they found gold in her. But you yes. know, I mean, <laughs> that's the name. There we go. Uh, da 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 She. I mean, she played off the bench yesterday. That's how deep this Kentucky team is. And I think that's why a lot of people were really stunned that Matthew you know, Mitchell stepped down at this time because this was supposed to be his deepest, best team in so, so long. Like, I mean, we're talking Final Four. They've been talking Final Four in Lexington about this team. That's how good this Kentucky women's basketball team could be this year. Well, to me, to do that, you have to have a player who is or could be the best player in the country, and they and do. They have that. Yeah, and she didn't play yesterday. Right. So, I mean, we say all these things, but the Racers also didn't play. I mean, not that it's a wash, but the Racers didn't play with one of their best ball handlers in Alexis Burpo, uh, and a critical three-point shooter and and bench support in Reagan Blackburn. Uh, neither traveled with the team. Uh, Rochelle made it abundantly clear uh, that they would be back with the program next week. Uh, whether that's the home opener or later in the week, I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, but she said she couldn't disclose any more than that. Okay. I got a feeling it's, well, feelings are feelings. I'd have to think that it's probably in this time and age uh, with a 
you know, a lack of transparency in regards to medical issues. Uh, I'm not attacking that at all. I'm just saying it is what it is. Well, it's HIPAA reasons. That's against the law if you do that without Correct. the person's permission. Correct. So you can get in big trouble yeah. if it's something to do with their health. I'm not going to conjecture anything about health, but I would have to think not traveling with the team, and it wasn't for disciplinary reasons. Yeah, that's probably We it. can put one and one together to make three. Hey, I have Rochelle's cut on Caitlin Young that we used uh, after the game yesterday. You want to hear that? Yeah, Let's for sure. I Let's thought do Caitlin it. was unbelievable. We should have got her the ball more. We will get her the ball more. But her willingness to go in and fight against those bigger, taller, faster kids, I said, just shows who she is and shows the reason that I spent two years chasing her. So I'm just really proud of her, and uh, I think she's got a great career ahead of her. Uh, that pretty much sums that up. Yeah, I, I had a quote about her uh, in, in a, you know, I obviously I wasn't able to go to Lexington. And, sure. You know, things were strange anyways, but I was able to, I, I listened to the lovely Jeremy Rose, uh, with you as his board op yesterday and uh, had a chance to follow along in the game and, you know, was watching the box score, was, you know, was listening to the radio and felt like an old-timey way to do it. But, hey, when you got to know what's going on with the team, that's the way you got to do it. So, Kaylee Young was terrific. And, and like I said, we've talked a lot about her. There was some balanced scoring. Uh, Macy Turley, her first action back, she had seven points, three rebounds, you know, played 20-plus minutes. Um, Mana Mensa? by the way, mm-hmm. had nine rebounds. Yeah. You know. Well, Lace- they out-rebounded Kentucky. 48 to 43. Used to, they couldn't out-rebound virtually anybody. Right. I mean, honestly, that's 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 really, to me, the big takeaway yesterday, besides Young, is that. And Ryan Howard is not that much taller. She wasn't going to help the rebounding st- right, statistic. Right, right, You know, the Racers shot 5 of 15 from 3. That's not so bad. You know, you had about seven, eight, eight women in the six to ten point range, you know, if that continues moving forward, that's good news, you yeah. know. And they're not going to shoot thirty eight percent for the rest of the season. No. They just aren't. Thought Hannah McKay played well. She had a three, two assists, two rebounds. I mean, I, I've seen her. She's she's going to be good. Get, so she's, she's going to be fine. Charlie Settle played fourteen minutes. You know, from former Callaway. So I just, you know, there's a lot of fun here. <laughs> and and I think I think Rochelle and the team probably saw that yesterday. Probably just wish they didn't have thirty two turnovers. So she get, she gets she wears number thirty three, right? Mm-hmm. Jackson Civil's number thirty three. Is that the new number for the the newcomer from the first region? Good, good question. I didn't. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But uh, anyhow, I, I was happy with what I what I saw. I did hear Jeremy say this that they're the only. Um, I'm not sure how they knew this, but uh, he said they were told that they're the only road radio team that's going to be allowed in an SEC arena this year. I heard him say that twice on the broadcast. Yeah. So I guess they're going to, I guess, still have road radio. But the SEC has the budget where they can give you, it's like, well, Neil, why can't you do that? Well, I would have the ESPN Plus monitor, and that's it. So if it goes out, or if it's not showing you what I want to show you or what I need to see, that's not good. But when you have the SEC budget, they can hook you up to the multiple feeds of the multiple cameras, and you can look at whatever feed you want to, plus the main feed. A little easier to do it. And also they have the technology that they can do this in real time. I can't. If I was watching the game, uh, it's going to probably be way behind. It's just not going to go well. And it then, would, of, then it of course, if I lose si- the feed, it 
And then it's over. Can't help you. Then you're just like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, my screen's black, yeah. and uh, I guess they're dribbling or, the basketball. Or if it locks up. Yeah. Let me fire up my phone here real quick. Let me see the ESPN app. Uh, hold on, please. All right. Looks like yeah. there's a ball that's been scored. Yeah, I So see. they would have a way to they, – yeah. they have a budget to where they wouldn't have to announce a game off the ESPN app. It's like Major League Baseball this year. The the team's announcers didn't travel, but they, had, they were in rooms and had monitors where they – had multiple views of the uh, field based on the monitors made available through them through Major League Baseball. It's a lot easier to call that way. They just pipe it over it, and it's uh, it can be done. Well, we we don't have that budget. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's good that the SEC has that budget. Yeah, they though. they do. We don't. That, but but when you have a network, and re- it, just to put it into perspective, the payout last year, I think. Well, I'll have to go to year before last because I'm not sure I saw last year's. For SEC teams, just for the sharing revenue from the SEC, ne- SEC network was over $50 million per team. That's a lot of money. Per school, I should say, not team. Per school. Yeah. $50 million. So, you, you write that check to us, you'd see a much different athletic department. Much different way the way we travel. You'd probably see the Racers lot, leave the OVC. A lot of different things. <laughs> I mean, things would really, really be different. But fifty million. But that I mean that's what you're just like. Well, how come you can't beat Kentucky every year? How come you can't beat Kansas every year? Well, there's there's one thing right there. Just mm. right off the bat, there's fifty million dollars. Fifty million, and, and and that's good. And then the Big Ten was a few million dollars more mm. per team. I'm just going to keep repeating the number, 50 million. Yes. You, Neil. You, you can put your finger 50, yeah. mil, you know, 50 million, million dollars. dollars. Yeah, so Murray State's athletic budget, I believe, two years ago was like, what, eighteen five, Maybe, something like that. <laughs> Imagine tripling that. Yeah, and that's just from TV revenue. That's not the rest of the revenue. Yeah, it's just not uh, other contracts with shoe companies mm-hmm. and things like that and uh, network. Uh, uh, rights fees, nothing like that. It's not included. Not from CBS. They get that's CBS money doesn't include that. I'm yawning because that makes me tired. Fifty million. I'm worn out. Just saying the number exhausts me. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Um, speaking of fifty million, we've talked a little bit about some college basketball. It was good to see all of the games that did play yesterday. We saw some quality, quality games, honestly. Yeah. OVC got two wins. Austin P beat Omaha in Estero, Florida. That's the same tournament, an event that uh, the Racers have been in the twice. Gulf Coast Showcase, yeah. 72-66 to 66 over Omaha, Eastern Kentucky over North Florida. This is being played. It's an empty in Raleigh, North Carolina, 80-67. to 67. Kentucky walloped Moorhead State, 81-45. St. Louis crushed SIUE, 89-52. Alabama beat Jacksonville State 81-57. Indiana over Tennessee Tech 89-59. And Wisconsin, uh, they were blowing out Eastern Illinois early. It ended up being a 10-point game, 77-67. Two big performances I saw yesterday from a numbers perspective. Josiah Wallace from EIU, 22 points on 9 of 16 shooting. He was pretty good against now He only made one three. Uh, Max Smith had a rough game, but he did make another three. And I believe that keeps his streak it going. Does. Yeah, one. Mac 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 was one of nine from three yesterday. <laughs> okay. uh, had he not been one of nine, they might have gotten a little closer to uh, Wisconsin. But I, I, as you were telling me, Wisconsin was able to kind of really put that away early, yeah. and then EIU made a run late. But it's still Josiah Wallace, nine of 16, 22 points. We know how good he is. Mm. He hit the game winner last year in the huge comeback for EIU. Sorry to bring up those I'm sorry those memories, but now I don't even want Thanksgiving. But I'm not having one today, so I'm good. I'll yeah, hopefully be good by tomorrow. You can go home and sulk about it, but you know that's a game that 
you know will always be etched in my mind as strange uh at, at, at the least but the uh the other performance uh was terry taylor and i know we're going to talk a lot about him this year uh we'll talk a lot about the racers as well terry taylor man 21 points 12 rebounds where have we seen that one before yeah he's yeah. pretty good same old same old uh there are games on tap let's see uh friday night besides the racers Jacksonville State, Florida Atlantic, Belmont, George Mason, EKU, Charleston Southern, CMO Northern Colorado, Moorhead, and Richmond. They're playing in that uh, multi-team event in Kentucky. Yep. Eastern Illinois, Marquette, and then Austin P. Uh, based on who they play, uh, win in, or lose in the tournament, uh, will also have a game. Saturday games, Belmont Northeastern, CMO Kansas, Kentucky Wesleyan, Murray State, SIUE, against the uh, St. Louis College of Pharmacy or whatever that is. Yeah. And then Sunday, Jacksonville State, South Alabama, and Eastern Illinois at Butler. And that's that's your week in OBC play. I mean, it's a fun slate. And I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, Moorhead State, good Lord. They, I mean, it's it's so smart of them to get into that tournament because, I mean, Moorhead to Lexington's an hour, 45 yeah. minutes. But, man, Kentucky and Richmond back-to-back? Oof. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Richmond's, good top, test. Richmond's top 30. I mean, they're good. And, and Moorhead has actually got – you know, two or three transfers to keep your eye on, especially former Hopkinsville standout Jalen Seabree. But, you know, uh, Preston Spradlin's brought in some guys this year to help him out uh, this year. So, I, it, mm. but that's not an enviable start to your season at all when you've got to play number 10 Kentucky, which, by the way, looks better than number 10. Uh, and a Richmond team, the Spiders, everybody's talking about the Spiders. Mm. They may they, they may weave a, an interesting web this year. They might do it. So, been working on that all week, have you? Yeah, okay. but they, that took a little bit. <laughs> that took a lot of brain power to come up with that pun. Um, man, so speaking of of really awesome things like college basketball, did you see the Memphis City jerseys? I not until you showed me moments ago. Neil, they look nice. Absolutely stunning. You thought? I, I wish we could describe it over air. I'm just going to encourage everybody to go and look at them. They are absolutely stunning you know the the draft was last week uh, and, and they had just recently revealed the throwback jersey and everybody was like okay yeah the Vancouver the Vancouver Grizzly jersey it looks sharp you know that's cool that's we, we definitely these are these are these are beautiful jerseys that really awesome beautiful bright turquoise turquoise and then all of a sudden uh, they reveal these Isaac Hayes themed jerseys um, and it's unbelievable how they look. They're like almost a coal black with like that teal, tealish aqua down the side with a sans serif font, by the way, sans serif without. How do you know? I don't have any idea what that is. Well, a sans serif font is a font that is without uh, any sort of major kerning, uh, and the there's no points on the letters. Nerd alert. <laughs> Nerd alert. Sorry. Nerd alert. We have to know the difference between serif and sans serif fonts for the design of newspapers. Oh. See, so we don't for radio. Like, uh, I use the font that looks better to my eyes. That's fine. It's Arial, or it starts with a C, C-A-B, what is that? Uh, Can- Cambria. Yeah, that's what Okay, I mean. so here... That's all I ever use. Cambria, I believe, is a serif font. There you go. It, because it looks like Times New Roman. Yeah, I hate Times New Roman. Well, not, Time, not Times New Roman is a serif it. font. Okay. Let me make sure that I'm right on that. I'm gonna, as we're doing the nerd alert here. Nerd alert. Oh, my gosh. 
Also, Cambria is apparently uh, is a producer of engineered quartz surfaces in the United States. The good news is that uh, should any of our listeners be unfortunate and end up in hell, this will pretty much uh, prepare them for that. Because <laughs> they'd be like, oh, you did what? You were you listened to that? Oh, y'all, I'm, we're sorry. Just have a seat over there on the love seat. I was right. Here's Ar- a remote. Ariel, Cambria is a serif font because it has all of the different tails to all the different letters, like the little marks as you like. Like, it's not like a normal A. It's got an A with, like, the two feet. That is a serif font. Uh, Arial is a sans serif font. It is without those things, and it looks smooth. You see it a lot in, like, basic applications and things like that. So there you go. There's that little nugget, yeah. nerd nu- nerd nugget of the day. We were saying these things because the jersey that Memphis has, that's the city jersey, is a sans serif Memphis, all lowercase. It's really sharp. I suggest people go and take a look at it. You know, we've talked about all these things, and I haven't even figured out or even asked you. If you had to pick, in the theme of Thanksgiving, if you had to pick what your favorite side dish is for Thanksgiving, what does it got to be? A side dish? Yeah. Like, what is the one thing? Like, you've got your meat, and everybody's meat's different. Some people like the lamb. Some people like ham. You know, some people like the turkey. Some people even, you know, go, you know, a little bit different and try to bring deer to the Thanksgiving table. It is deer hunting season in western Kentucky. What's the side dish that you absolutely have to have? Well, I can't have one without the other. I have to have sort of two. Okay. mine is mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay. I must have that. You must have that. That, yeah. that, is, that is a must have on if your Thanksgiving If I have plate. that and... White meat turkey. Don't care about the dark meat at all. What? No, not at all. There's only one person in our family that eats that. And the fact that you brought up lamb and ham on Thanksgiving before turkey, um, if, I, if I'm if i ever king, you're out of the country just based on that alone. Neil, So you're le- gone. It, you can tur- have it for Christmas. Turkey not is for Thanksgiving. fine, it's but delicious. I mean, Thanksgiving, is for you turkey. can have it's It's okay for turkey. It's fine for turkey. Turkey is great on Thanksgiving, but a good leg of lamb is Perfect for Thanksgiving. That is bad, Dad. No, it's not. It is bad. No. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> it is not. No. You have it for Christmas or have it the day after Thanksgiving, turkey, or get out of the house. A honey roasted ham is just I as good know. on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. A slight bourbon point. glaze with a little bit of brown sugar over this the top of it. This country's going straight down the tubes when you have that kind of it. It's turkey. Come on. It's the pilgrims. I mean... You know, we came over and uh, and took over the country for a reason, so we could have turkey. <laughs> I guess so. on Thursday, uh, last Thursday in uh, the month of November. Ironically I mean, that's, enough, that's how strongly we thought about it. Yeah, ironically enough, we brought European plagues with us too. Religious so. freedom. Come on, <laughs> Thursday we want Thanksgiving turkey. The last Thursday in November. I will that's say, a, what is I will say, a nice roasted turkey leg is probably one of my favorite things. See, I don't carnivals. even eat the leg. The legs, uh, just mm. whatever. I don't, oh. well, I don't even know what happens to the turkey leg. I really have no idea. But okay, that's my dish. I have to have that. I'm the most simple guy. I want white. I want turkey breast, the white. I want potatoes, gravy, and rolls. I don't care if you have anything else. If you, if you said we're we're kind of poor this year, this is all we have. Like. What do you mean that's all we have? That's all I want. All I don't you, care about anything That's else. all you need. Yeah. Uh, I I do like some other stuff. Some uh, some uh, My mother-in-law makes some sort of corn that's weird, but, God, it's delicious. It's sure a cream-style corn, but it's so, really good. You sure it's not like a corn pudding? No, it isn't corn pudding. Corn but it pudding is, corn. is one of my favorite things of all time. But it, it's it's uh, it's kind of extra creamy. The okay. Creamier, the creamiest kind of corn that I've ever had. So I do have to have that. Don't really care much about the cranberry sauce and desserts. Uh, honestly, 
I'd rather have all the things I just mentioned, and I don't really, if they had no dessert, I'd be fine with that. So what's your side dish? Got to have it. What do you have? I've got to have, and I mean, I've, I've got to have, I have got to have a stuffing, not a dressing. I need a stuffing. I need, there's a difference. I need. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I absolutely need a stuffing, and I mean like a almost a bread product. Like, I want the stuffing to be so fluff, so full of cornbread and celery and, and you know, everything. It's not dressing? No. that says like dressing. No, it's, it's stuffing. Like like what you would actually put in the turkey, but you don't put it in the turkey. You actually, like, cook Dude, it and bake it. Dude, that's dressing. You can call it what you want. We're going to have to have this argument settled by somebody. Stuffing is better than dressing. <laughs> because it's the same thing. No, they're not the same. Now we're bringing this now, up. Now Ed's got to go to, I'm sure, Wikipedia to find out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fake news. The one glaring technical difference that I have found between the two is how they're cooked. According to most dictionaries, stuffing is defined as a mixture used to stuff another food, traditionally a poultry before cooking, as I said, <laughs> whereas dressing is cooked in a pan outside of the turkey cavity. So the only difference is you're not sticking it up the turkeys. That's the only difference. But it's, no, I get it. But it's stuffing because I'm stuffing it. It's dressing if I'm not. Maybe I'm stuffing this opinion down your face, <laughs> but a stuffing is typically full of more ingredients. Full of something. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, is, that is that is more robust in flavor, whereas a dressing can sometimes be vanilla, bland, not as good, and and typically is poured out of like a stovetop box, you know, and just thrown in a skillet and done. I don't like any of it. Give me mashed potatoes every time. All right. I'm going to give second place, though, to some 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 sweet potatoes. Nah, I'll, see, I eat that for dessert. Oh, yeah. I really do. I don't, I don't actually like it during the meal. That's kind of dessert. If somebody has that, that's what I'm having. My dessert, typically, if it's not pig-licking cake, uh, I is... I don't know what that is. Pig-licking cake? No. Neil. It's a pecan pie. Oh, okay. I like an old school... I like it... Seriously, I like the old school... Slice of pecan pie, scoop of vanilla ice cream, the okay. pecan pie is warmed, and a cup of black coffee. I don't drink coffee after like 11. Oh, gosh, I can drink coffee. I drink coffee at 11 o'clock at night. Unless I'm having to stay up and write stuff. Yeah. I have on the road with Murray State where I have to be up to about 2, 3 in the morning writing stuff. Oh, yeah. Bring out the coffee. Yep. It's probably why I have acid reflux from time to time because, like, I'll drink coffee at, like, 11, and then I'm like, oh, I'll go straight to bed. Uh, it's midnight, and then I wake up the next morning, and I'm like, oh, why do I feel so bad in my chest cavity? Oh, it's because there's a liter of coffee inside of it, uh, <laughs> and I put it in there right you. before I went to bed. But we've slightly digressed here. Slightly but I, digressed? But I had to ask, we're in the ditch. Yeah, but, I mean, we're in the ditch but because it's Thanksgiving. It is, yeah. And you got to know, if we're going to talk about stuff on Thanksgiving— we got to know, I mean, what's the biggest thing between beans, greens, potatoes, and tomatoes? You know? Yeah. You name it. I don't know. What if you had to pick between those four? And I know that those are big categories. If you had to pick an entire category of beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Oh, it's potatoes. I don't like tomatoes unless it's ketchup. That's it. Okay, ketchup and, only. And there's really not much for ketchup for a Thanksgiving. That's fair. No. There's a good way to have tomatoes in Thanksgiving. And beans though. are fine, but beans are only good with something else. To me, what about, I can put butter on potatoes and eat eat it just like that. What about greens, though? You're going to really l- leave the greens out of a Ed, do I look like I eat greens? 
Give me a break. <laughs> I eat broccoli. I like asparagus. That's the greens. That's it. Yeah. I'll give you when, that, though. Asparagus and broccoli are my two favorite greens. I'm the guy. Although you know, Brussels. Stealing Oof. this entirely, of course. When they bring the salad out, it's like, excuse me, ma'am. I believe you've uh, given me the food my food eats. <laughs> Thank you, Ron Swanson. But uh, that's kind of, kind of me. I can eat, when I get a salad, lettuce, sprinkle some cheese on it, and that's how I eat it. I don't put any dressing on it. It's, it's, so, yeah, it is weird. Couple of final notes about sports. Actually, sports. No, we're gonna talk sports. I'm, no, I'm. I'm glad we had the Thanksgiving talk, though. It's obviously a very special time for a lot of families. Do want to give a shout out to high school football teams that are practicing today, uh, because lots across the state are. Um, unfortunately, some teams have had to bow out for COVID. Uh, as a matter of fact, we had one announcement last night that affected a first district team. Henderson County had won seven games in a row, including a critical win against McCracken County in Paducah. Uh, three three weeks back, they have had to uh, end their season uh, for COVID problems, uh, for COVID concerns. And so they had to announce that at practice yesterday. I got that report from Kevin Patton, uh, the Henderson Gleaner, former Murray State racer. He was yeah. a Murray State graduate, worked at the Mayfield Messenger. I think a lot of Kevin Patton. I do too. He's good been, a, been a good, great guy, been a great resource over the years. Matter of fact, was at the uh, last uh, OVC tournament. Uh, he stopped by and saw Ja, obviously, and he was at the one after that too. Uh, being in Henderson, it made sense for him to come and see his alma mater and see how the racers were doing. So uh, I talked to Kevin actually probably about once or twice a month. We always seem to run into each other. He's been at the Henderson Gleaner for a long time, and I hate it for his colonels. I mean, yeah. they're you know, not that they're his, but you know what I mean. It's it's tough. I, I fully expected you know he and uh, our staff reporter, John Futrell, to be at that game. And uh, McCracken advances to the regional championship uh, by default. That's just how it is. You know, McCracken was practicing, is practicing this morning. Paducah Tillman's practicing this morning. Mayfield, Crittenden County, uh, Murray. These are all teams right now that are getting to advance into Friday uh, and potentially into next week. So it's going to be Murray-Mayfield. I think it'll be a terrific game on Friday. Uh, I'll be at Tillman, uh, Union County. But it's it's pretty rare that this many high school football teams are practicing across the state, but we're only in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, usually this is championship week, right? Yeah. Isn't that right? Well, Friday, Saturday, for, for, usually. For, for, for first region, uh, or for, for regional championship at right, least, right. it is. Yeah, so and, you're down the to... the championships the next week, right? Maybe? Okay. Yeah, you've got you've got region, semis, and then state. Normally. Normally. So we're about a week, two weeks... Normal. No, we're about a week to two weeks behind, and so... Um, and we did. Did we talk about the high school thing last week? Basketball getting pushed back. Yeah, uh, yeah, we did. That was last week. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it I was all such up. a blur. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had high school basketball postponed to January fourth. Gotcha. So we thought that was happening. Though. That wasn't really. Yeah, it wasn't so much a surprise as it was. Well, how many games were we lopping off? Yeah. You know, and most teams were losing anywhere between eight to eight to fourteen yeah. games. So you know, now you've got high school fat uh, high school football to still focus on. Then there's going to be a little bit of a brief reprieve, I think, between state championship football and when basketball starts. But practice begins on December the 13th, so it's it's all still it's, it, it's going to be a blender for sure. Um, and I just hope everybody stays safe for the next few weeks. Well, Ed, we have 47 minutes here, so if uh, many of you have gone to Thanksgiving and have overeaten and are looking to maybe help yourself, um, not feel as stuffed. 47 minutes of this, and I think uh, you'll uh, be relieved. And by the time you listen to it, you're going to get to the part where we talk about dessert. Yeah. And you're going to want a slice of warm pecan pie with vanilla ice cream Maybe. and a cup of black coffee. Well, the the My favorite dessert, now my wife makes pumpkin pie cake, but, w- but being a diabetic, 
and having some issues recently, she will not be making that this year. No pumpkin pie cake. the temptation. So that's right. That's Neil, really it's good. It's been fun. It's yeah, been it real. Has. It has. And it's been really fun. Happy Thanksgiving. It's the only, only time I've ever recorded a show on a holiday. It's never happened. Yeah. So well, with me, we could record at any time. We could, but we're not going to. This is probably going to be an outlier here. I doubt we do this on Christmas. Oh, but, you, but you never know. I'm going to be here on Christmas Day, Neil, and I'm going to need you to open the door. All right. We'll see. Yeah, have a terrific Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll do it someday next week. Racers play on a Wednesday, so it might be later in the week. And the women play on Tuesday. Okay. All right. See you then.